That song is an absolute banger, and that guitar riff. I don't care what, I don't care who plays the guitar after that. That guitar riff will forever be the best guitar riff in the history of music. We're back. We are in the playoffs now. The regular season is done. All the shitty teams are out. All the good shitty teams like Weiss's team are gone. And we don't have to worry about them anymore. And all we're going to be focusing on is the actual playoffs and the teams that actually matter. Two of them are joining us on the podcast today. First, of course, one of the handsomest men this side of the Mississippi, even though he's on the other side of the Mississippi now in a different country. Sam Hasty joins me. Go Jets. Jets suck. Um, <laughs> so this first ad this week, I don't really have a ton to say. I think you just need to listen and decide for yourself if this is something that you want to say. Premium sponsor. From the studio that brought you Debbie Does Dallas comes the sequel, Debbie Does Paris. If you only saw the first 14 minutes of the first film, you'll likely only get through 10 minutes of this sultry follow-up. Wow, this 12-inch baguette is so good, but I think I'm really in the mood for two four-inchers. I wonder what the rifle and the co-owner of the bomb squad are up to. Hey, rifle, can you come over? I've been wondering if the red part of your name is actually true. Oh yeah, baby, it's true. And so is the hook. Wow, you both have the sexiest sunken chests. I could eat a bowl of cereal out of them. Before we start, I wanted to tell you guys about an idea I have for an app. And maybe if it's a good idea, you can call some of your investor friends about it. We'd be happy to fund your Series A, just as soon as you take this Series D. Oh my god, it's so red! Starring Dirk Diggler, Chess Rockwell, and Amber Waves, and premiering on Pornhub and XNXX, January 15th, 2021. Debbie Does Paris. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We, we've said some fucked up shit. I don't know if we can, like, publish this. Like, I don't know. All <laughs> far the most offensive. And this is by far the most dangerous thing we've ever fucked around with. I've well, heard that uh, Sam has aspirations to, uh, or I guess as opposed to Sam Berg, his aspirations to, you know, bring this podcast to a, a national audience. Is that true? I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I think we're not going to be allowed tell? to do any. I don't think we're going to be allowed to do anything like that if it's a national audience. You saw what happened with Joe Rogan. Okay, um, enough about that. I the names have been changed and everything like that. And actually, a couple of owners asked me to not say specific names anymore. So for this interview, we're actually interviewing Schmishton Schmish, oh, yes. a co-owner. <laughs> of the bomb squad. Um, obviously you've had a super successful year. We're excited to talk to you. We already spoke to the face of the franchise. Now we get the opportunity to speak to what a lot of people say is the brains in the franchise. So first thing that I'm curious about is I know that you and Max were really good friends and I'm sure obviously you knew Ian and you knew a bunch of us throughout high school and college. Yep. How did this partnership begin? So, uh, 
I met Ian when we were playing basketball for Yorkville's AAU team in seventh grade. And then that morphed into an invitation uh, to the Maccabee team, the 92nd Street Y Maccabee team, which was funny because my name was Christian and it was a team full of Jews. Um, and I asked my dad, it, it was one of those reflective moments. I asked my dad, I said, you know, dad, I'm not Jewish. You know, should I try out for this team? And he goes, what are they going to do? Drop your pants? I was like, well, that would be weird, but I point taken. And so I uh, joined the team um, and that's where I met Ian for the first time. And the first time I really fucking got mad at Ian, my, my co-manager, the face of the franchise is when I was having girl problems. Uh, I had a girlfriend who was incredibly needy and annoying and we would talk to each other all the time and it was always, always end in tears. And I brought this up to Ian and Max in, in, in confidentiality. And we were staying, we went to Vancouver, actually. I think it was Tasty's, you know, current, current uh, home beautiful base. Place. Beautiful. It rains a lot, but beautiful. A lot of and rock. We there. And the way the Mackey Games works is you get like a host family to host you for the, you know, for five days. And I told Max and Ian this in confidence. And I remember we're, we lost a basketball game um, at the Maccabee games and we're driving back and I'm upset and there's silence in the car and the host, this guy whose house we were staying at turns to me and I'm sitting in the passenger seat with Max and Ian in the back seat. And I shit you not. He turns and goes, so I heard your pussy whipped and I fucked you. And then, and Max (laughs) and Max and Ian are cracking up, but I know Max so well, and I don't really know Ian that well at that point that I just decided to fucking lose it on Ian. And that's how the, uh, the bond and the relationship was, was, was generated. And we had chemistry on the court, of course. Um, spent a lot of time with, with Hasty drinking the Brooklyn's finest. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then, I mean, to, to be honest, you know, as a collegiate kid, as the only non-poly affiliated person in the league, um, for some people that could be daunting. Um, but I consider you all friends. Um, and frankly, I keep in touch with you guys way more than I keep in touch with the collegiate kids, which may say more about me, but here we are. Um, and the, I would say the relationship with Ian has been fruitful, um, drafted for him the last two years, which was Rocky. I'm sure I got a bunch of angry texts. Why did we, why aren't we starting Carson Wentz? What are you doing with my team? Um, and at the time, I didn't really give a shit because I didn't have any money at stake. I didn't invest any capital. Um, and then this past year, uh, you know, the, the 50-50 profit sharing campaign began. And so uh, here we are now. I think Ian's happy um, as the face of the franchise. I guess I'm the fat Jonah Hill in the background. Um, and I think so far things are pretty good. Things are pretty good. So all is well. So, so wait a second, you, go ahead, AC. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, so you started as an unpaid intern? And that Did he take you to Phoebe's and, and fuck you here. first? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he didn't fuck me, but he, w- he would send me uh, Snickers bars in, in the mail, which, which I greatly appreciated. <laughs> so, you know, you got to know where you are in life and you got to work your way up from there. That's how AJ, you know, got to where he is. So. Wearing that, rocking that Michael Kors. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, there's a, a traditional saying in Persian. It says if partners are so good, why didn't God have one? 
And so I'm curious, you know, talk to me about, about the, the, like your, your thoughts on partnerships kind of broadly, but, but, and then more specifically in the, in the fantasy football setting. So partnerships are a two-way street and everyone. Well, in some cases they're a three-way street. Or three, correct. Um, and you need to know your role and you need to perform within that role. And um, my role has been the, you know, baby Ruth eating slob in the background, looking at weather channel and trying to figure out what Baker Mayfield is going to be doing without Odell. Um, but I think that's been fruitful. And candidly, a lot of times when you have someone who's uber aggressive like myself, um, you just need uh, more of a, a passive level headed companion. And that's that's what Ian brings. So yeah, Ian mentioned this before. If you look at our text thread, it's it appears one sided based on the number of characters texted. But it's really, uh, <laughs> you know, a positive, <laughs> a positive reinforcement. Now, I'm sure he's screenshotting these texts and sending them to Max and Dusty uh, asking why the fuck I got into this. Um, but, you know, so long as you know your roles and those roles are defined, I think I think you can go far. And I hope, by the way, you know, we'll talk about this, but when when uh, when Matt or Yanni Bangs mentioned the potential of me getting my own team, that was news to me. And so that's a conversation I will need to have with Ian um, to figure out what the equitable compensation is for my services. And, and, you know, maybe I'll, you know, for, you know, a competitive landscape, maybe I call Weiss and ask if he needs if he needs help also. But um but yeah, no. So there's a lot of moving balls in the air. But Ian and I are focused on uh, on winning this season four of Omar's Angels. Well, Berg, that I think that sort of nixes our last question, huh? I think Fish just answered. I know we got yeah, a few good. others that we got to cover, but that final question I think is uh, has been answered. <laughs> I was curious if he wanted to be a league mercenary because I know that there's definitely some organizations. Weiss certainly needs help. Highland could probably use a little bit of help as well um, on the trade front. But um, Highland six think- though, you know. He's in the playoffs. Two weeks he ago, didn't the Highland have the highest point total? Yeah. In the league? I mean. I think it was last week, actually. Well, well not, not, yeah, right. Well, not exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, in your opinion, if you weren't a part of the bomb squad, what do you think the bomb squad's record would be this year? I think it would be worse. And I think that's because Ian and I spent a lot of time you know, you know, thanks to AJ and uh, and Max, we had a, a, a significant stash of picks that we could deploy um, at at will. And you know, if you make the wrong picks at the wrong times, it can torpedo your chances of winning. Now, somehow Dusty has overcome this. You know, with McCaffrey only playing three games and him being in third, I think that's that's wildly. Um, out, out kicking his coverage. Yeah, that's that's fucking bananas. But it's way. bananas. It's bananas. It's, that's and, absolutely insane. There's no other way to describe it. And you know what? Like you want to say, like give the kid manager of the year, right? Like you want to say it, and then you're like, wait, but he's got 1,200 points. He, I think he's we'll actually what, he's closer he's got the to me. Second lowest point total, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he's closer yeah. to me in like lowest Devin points. No, no, yeah, I think he's closer yeah, to me than he is the, closer to the next to the third place person <laughs> the more important the more important total there though is he has the least amount of points, points against that's yeah. how he's fucking well, but that's, but that's what i'm saying is like you you can't 
like you want he's ten and three without without McCaffrey without his number one pick and potentially without Gallup most of the year. Like, do you give him manager of the year? Like, is he the best manager in fantasy this year? I, I wrote this down, but I think you have to give it to Max again this year. Like, how, like he's it, how does Max's dick taste on the whole? Pretty good. Okay, not great, but it's it's all right. <laughs> it's a little salty. So you were saying something about are they going to pull your pants down? Does that mean you're uncircumcised? No, I'm sorry. The Maccabee games? No, oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so then what? Was, so what is? The so joke. then, yeah, it's a dad joke. Dad joke. Ah. Dad's being ah. the dad joke. Yeah, not very funny, <laughs> but all right, that's fun or accurate. Um, but that's good. That's all good. So, I would I would give manager of the year to Yachty Bags for sure because he positioned himself by trading. Um, Godwin, who wasn't good, and yeah. he's now in second place, you know, with a bye. Like the guy is sitting pretty yeah. with Mahomes God, as a keeper. Godwin actually, Godwin has been good, and he's a keeper. Just, he's been just okay. No, Godwin, he, he, Godwin hasn't been great. He's been a high, he's been a high floor guy, and I don't think Jacobs has been great since Max acquired him. Not to say that Jacobs isn't doesn't have more value than Godwin. He does, but Godwin was a keeper and a pretty good. Per- Either way, I think the trade with AJ, he made a good deal, and he's sitting again with eight wins in the buy spot. So he's got a legit opportunity to win. And the last four weeks, he's been he's been on top of the game. So that's we my were, question. Yeah, we were waffling a lot on whether to draft Ceh or Dalvin Cook, and I think um, you know, cooler head prevailed. Safe to say you made the right choice. Yeah. No, no, but no, but I mean, CEH, I mean, on paper, you know, should be amazing. The problem is they don't need to run the ball, right? And he's a rookie running back. And do you really want to spend your first round pick on it? You know, that, that was the, the calculus that we were, you know, going forward. And if we were going to draft Galvin Cook, we need to make sure that, you know, we had his backup in the, in the, in the event that, you know, shit went sideways. So, um, can so, I yeah. just, Fish, I just want to make, sorry, one point. Um, the last three weeks include um, half of Godwin's best games on the year. And in those three games, he has as many points as Josh Jacobs scored in week 10. Just so you know, Bert. Yeah, but that's one week. Like, I think yeah. in fantasy, you're looking for consistency more than anything. And Jacobs is more consistent too, I'd say. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Okay, whatever. So, Christian, obviously your team is from the in, a, in the regular season was far and away better than any other team. Um, but regular season really doesn't matter, particularly in fantasy. And Max talked about this last week. The first place team in our league has not won the league. And in fact, I don't believe has won a single playoff game in the league. They've never even made the championship. That being said, I think your team is better than any team that we've ever had, but are there any teams that you're particularly worried about playing or ones that you don't want to play? And for what reason? I think the two teams that I'm worried about are Glenn and that's solely because of Derek Henry. I mean, I have Derek Henry in another league and I, I it's feast or famine with him. And I think the schedule is fairly favorable for him. Um, you know, coming up on weeks 15 and 16. So if Glenn makes it out, um, I'm really worried. That being said, I think Hasty has the best team remaining. Um, and I have Hasty um, winning against Glenn in the 4-5 matchup this coming week. I think Trubisky is um, a breakout 
quarterback from a running perspective. Are you, are you fucking with me? From a, fan, from a fantasy, from like, a fantasy football perspective. This... From a fantasy football perspective. Um, Not no, real life. No, to be honest, to be honest, Highland doesn't scare me at all. Glenn with Henry, and I think that Dusty, if he gets McCaffrey back and he puts up 35 a game, I think anything can happen. Um, Yanni Bangs, I don't have to worry about him until the finals if it happens. And so, um, you know, I think step one is getting the win, the elusive win that I guess first seeds have never gotten in this league thus far. Um, and then the next is the next is history. I think we have the depth. Um, I think our tight end spot, if Kelsey gets injured or gets another concussion, I think that's a risk. Um, and, you know, Hurst is our backup tight end who's not good. So I think that's an issue. And then, of course, this quarterback carousel that, that we've been <laughs> that we've been stashing, you know, we had four quarterbacks at one point. Breeze is coming off of 13 broken ribs somehow or 13 fractures in his, in his ribs. Um, and Carr and Cousins are our backup QBs. And that, that, that sounds just miserable. Talk about you know, a did you horrible start, Eiffel Tower. So you, start, you started <laughs> Cousins last week. Last week was a week where Cousins and Cook both had good weeks. But, it, but like most of the season, it's kind of been one or the other. Mm-hmm. Is that right or wrong? No, that's right. But I've only So, been so does that worry you at all or no? I think that so long as um, the, team, the Vikings are playing from ahead, Dalvin will get 40 fucking carries. And yeah. if he gets 40 carries, I think he's guaranteed 150 yards. Yeah. And he catches passes out of the backfield. I just want the Vikings to be in close games because Kirk Cousins is the master of garbage time. Like, I was playing <laughs> – when Breeze had a bye, I think it was week five, I was playing Yanni Banks. We're, Ian and I were playing Yanni Banks. And we started Cousins, and I think he had, like, five points after three quarters. And Max was projected to win based on those stupid Yahoo, you know, projections. Yeah. And I was texting Max, and I'm like, don't worry, dude. Cous- and, and, and the Vikings were getting thrashed. I was like, Cousins will make this a close game. And eventually, I think he ended up with like 30 points or something. So, like, and Cousins has been doing this his entire career. Um, so, if the Vikings are behind, Cousins will throw. If the Vikings are ahead, Dalvin will run. And hopefully, Dalvin gets some receptions in the middle that, you know, are, are points for both sides. So, I'm not really worried about that. The, the real question is, if Breeze comes back and he's okay, right, is that better than starting a healthy cousins on a team that is fighting for a playoff spot. I don't know. And, and he's splitting time. It's splitting snaps with Taysom Hill. I mean, I'm curious to know what you guys think about him. Right. I think ESPN had him as a tight end for a while before they took that on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. I think that scares me. And, and breeze doesn't have an arm. So well, I think we spent well, a real, real quick. Just, I don't, I don't think you're going to have to worry about breeze because he fractured almost half of his ribs. Yes. And that takes a little <laughs> bit more than like three weeks. He's, he's tracking. Yeah, but they're saying I, yeah, yeah, they, but, there were reports of maybe playing this week. He's not going to play this week. He's not going to play this week. No, That's how no, well no, he's been. Next week. He's been healing well enough that people are like, maybe, you know, like, good. he could be a week 16, you know, streamer. Like, championship week, he's got Minnesota. Not a bad matchup. No, but that defense, that Saints defense, defense is scary. really fucking good. Which so, is not and, good for Dalvin. And Correct. Goldfarb has the Saints defense, which, again, I think Goldfarb with – his team being healthy can actually do some damage in the postseason, but we can talk about that later in the show. So you're on a buy this week. Real quick, I know on that point before moving on. So yeah, no single one seed has advanced past the second round. There's actually only been one 
team that's had a bye week in the first round of playoffs to advance past their first playoff matchup. That team went on to win. That you? That team was me. So suck it. That team <laughs> ruined the league. So. <laughs> According to so that was Berg. Euro. That was Berg year one. Yeah, that was actually me. Um, <laughs> which was a great year for me. And everything since then has been completely downhill. So question for you. So I'm yep. superstitious. Superstitious. Um, actually, I'm not superstitious, but I'm, I'm a little stitious. Are you okay, going Michael to... Scott. Are you going to bench your entire roster this week so that they're not playing um, to, you know, assure that no one's going to get injured? Is that is that a thing people do? It's a thing I do. Can you even can you even do that? <laughs> no, it's up there. It's up there with picking up Tebow to get some some Jesus points. Yeah. Technically, you can take all of your players that are in your starting lineup and you can move them to your bench so that they're no, not but- actually playing. But Berg, I, I seriously considered benching Kelsey last week just to get on the pod. Like I benched him for maybe five minutes, and I added him back and said, "What the fuck am I doing with my life?" Yeah, that, <laughs> you can't do that. That's that's bad juju, without question. I was actually like your team. I was trying to think of like an example of, and I think about like basketball. I think of a guy like um, Max and I were talking about, like like Joe Johnson, or just. Just, just someone who like scores a lot of interior interior points. Patrick Ewing is a good example of this, where you just blink and they have thirty points on the board, and you're like, "How the fuck did they score thirty points?" Yeah. I looked at I looked at our final this week, and you had hundred and forty points, and I was like, "How the fuck did this guy score hundred forty points?" Because no one on your team like exploded. It's just you've got eight guys that score twenty points, and it's on a weekly Kelsey, basis. Kelsey exploded. Like, but he scored, one, but he still scored twenty five points. Kelsey had 25. Yeah. I mean, I, I listened. I didn't start Carr, Cole Beasley, or T.Y. Hilton. Cole Beasley had 25 points. T.Y. had 23. Um, and if I started Your Carr, defense had zero. 10 points. Well, yeah. And here's defense. what's tough, though, right? It's like, Christian, your bench is like, I hate to say this because I, I want you guys to fail so badly. But your bench is so good that I think you're going to have some relatively tough start decisions, right? Like, like Keenan Allen, right? I mean, obviously, you, you don't bench Keenan Allen ever. But, like, at what point do guys like Cole, Cole Beasley become a must-start, given what he's done week after week after week? John Brown's not back. He's on injured reserve. There's nothing more frustrating than watching Ronald Jones break off for an 100-yard fucking runner catch, which he's done the past two weeks and just have him on your bench. Um, I think that's difficult. Um, honestly, the worst performing player on our team is DeAndre Hopkins in the last, like, six weeks. Like I, I think ultimately you have to which play is your horses. Wild. You have and to you play your horses. I agree with Burke. If you play your horses. And that's what I'm saying. If you play your horses and you lose, you can live with that. If you bench one of your horses and your horse goes off, you can, that's when it's tough to sleep at night. And I, oh, I think Omar's devil is going to, you know, come out of the woodwork if I do that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. But an announcement on the pod. Um, there is a number of Omar's angels uh, folks that are coming to my apartment on Sunday to watch the football games. I'd like to extend that to you three as well as everyone else uh, who are listening to this fine program. Address is 250 West Street, apartment 8H. Um, wings and beer will be consumed. Um, and 
I know Max, Ian, Weiss, and I, at the very least, will enjoy. We, I don't know if we can get Dusty out of Hudson, but uh, you know, maybe yeah, long, long term for him. But yeah, yeah no, we are going to enjoy because uh, I, I don't know if you guys have you guys watched any games with other Omar's Angels, you know, folks yet? It's been a little bit. <laughs> Oh, not this oh. year though, because of COVID. But I think Sunday I've got to. Well, I got to take my dad to the airport first, and then I've got to bury my pet goldfish. So I will not be able to join you at two fifty, um, oh. West Eighth Street. It's a tough day for me. Um, That's tough. So, final question, babe. I'm going to New York on Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> final question. This year, whether you win or you lose, like you've had an extremely successful season. Do you feel that you are going to be able to sustain this type of success moving forward? And if you do feel that way, what, what would you attribute that to? Um, I think our, we have good keepers, but both of them only have one more year of eligibility. So no matter what our team resets, after that, right, from a keeper standpoint, unless we draft someone that we keep next year. And um, I think Ian and I have the utmost confidence that we can continue this level of success. Um, I hope he doesn't shoot me a text and want out of this fantastic partnership. Uh, that would be sad, um, even more sad than you burying your goldfish. And so um, I'll need to think about that. Um, but, you know, for now, I think, um, we can sustain this level of success um, based on, you know, Matt, we don't have AJ's algorithms, but, but, you know, we got, we got heart, we got soul. Um, and, you know, so long as, so long as you're able to make good trades and see value where others don't, I mean, then that's the game. And I think as with Ian as the face of the franchise, he's able to kind of, uh, you know, facilitate those conversations and those trades where I have failed. Um, Highland is a perfect example of that. How Highland and I didn't make a trade is beyond me. Um, you know, I think we can do really well. And so, you know, is success playoffs the last three years? I think Max is the only team that's been in the playoffs of all four seasons, right? So, mm-hmm. um you know, if we can get the playoffs the next three years, I think that would be a successful four-year run uh, starting with this season. So cool. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining. Yeah, fish. It's, it's been fun, man. Congrats on the success. Um, really, uh, really excited to see the, the the type of game that ISIS brings to the playoffs. Yeah, and and, and good luck in the. Uh, your match against Glenn. I actually think you're going to win. I don't know if you're doing over-unders, but I have hasty minus 15 against Glenn with the over of 275. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring matchup. And just a ridiculous line, and that's why you don't make the bets. One, oh, I make the bets. <laughs> I make the bets. I might not make the lines. I make the bets. And then what do you have? Uh, I wrote notes for your game, Berg. My notes are I can't handicap this game because I can't believe he's starting Denzel Mims. Um, <laughs> so that, so actually, actually, as shitty as my team is just a fucking, <laughs> it's just a, such a dumpster fire. Denzel Mims had a personal issue and had to go to Texas, and now he's probably not going to be allowed to play because of quarantine rules. <laughs> oh, my God. It's unbelievable. So, 
So That's here's a I'm hot at. take. Here's a hot take for that game. I think Prater can be Matt Prater, the kicker on the Lions, could be the difference in that game. That's my hot take of the week. Well, that would be great because I haven't been there other league. All right, Christian. Great talking. <laughs> All to you. right. Respect great the talking. pod. Thank you very Bye-bye. much, guys. Godspeed. All right, dude. My guy. My guy. I had to get one in. He talks a lot. <laughs> Woof. Thanks for um, All right. Quick recap of this past week, and then we'll go into the main event. Um, so. Yeah, let's clap it up for you, Berg. Let's clap it up for you. You clinched. Thank you. First and foremost, I clinched. Um, I am doing the beer combine. I'm really not excited about it. I'm not a drinker. Um, I have my methodology for what I'm going to do. It's going to be a shot and beer combination. Michelob Ultra is being the beer of choice. I hate throwing up. Like I really like it's it. I fucking hate it, and I don't want to throw up. So that's why I'm okay with being more drunk, um, just so long as I don't have 72 ounces of beer in me, because that will assure that I will vomit. Um, and I also feel like I'm in a pole position to be caddying as well. So this has been a really shitty season for me. Um, the only good thing that's come of it is this podcast that 12 people listen to. So that's what I've got going on for me. I, you know, I love you and I care about you. And I think in this moment, I'm feeling particularly grateful that you have a daughter just so that your, you know, six month old son's balls aren't bigger than yours. She's going to be 11 months, so that's only five months difference, but I appreciate Whatever. you, uh, yeah, I appreciate I you saying that. With the math, you know. So first game that I wanted to talk about, again, I think last week actually I said that you and Highland were the two most likely teams to make it into the playoffs, and that turned out to be a correct prediction. But, dude, your game against Danny Z – that was a good game and it was down to the wire and it was fucking agonizing. I, when we were texting during that game and when Debo Samuel caught that screen pass on that last drive and started breaking it out, I had two thoughts. The first was, I don't want my friend to be upset. (laughs) That's kind of you. And the second thought was, this would be amazing content. It would, it would be, it would have been amazing content. And you know what? I think, you know, Robes is picking it up. Um, you know, I, I think, I think Mixon's coming back. Like, you know, he deserved the spot um, maybe even more than like Dusty does, but um, I got to say you're totally right, but it actually wasn't a super agonizing sort of like fantasy few days because on first of all, on Sunday, like my, my early games, like my guys showed out, right? Like Montgomery put up 25 points, which I was just over the moon with. I was like, this is fucking great. Right. And even though Trubisky wasn't great and he was fucking way better than Cam was last week. I was like, I'm in a good spot. I feel great. And then, and then Devante went off and Cooper cup had a good game. Like going into Monday, I was telling AJ this before Danny was up by one and a half points. I had four guys going Monday. He had one person going Monday. So I really wasn't worried. And then the Pittsburgh game happened and they were, they played great in the first half. They had 15 points in the first half and then they just fucking shit the bed in the second half. I was like, okay, I'm getting a little bit worried. Um, and it wasn't it, like all this, this is a long way of saying, I wasn't really stressed to like the last two minutes of that game, but you're right. The last two minutes of that game were fucking brutal. Cause they just kept throwing a Debo. And I was like, if he catches a touchdown, it's over. Like I'm out of the playoffs. And then they just threw it to Jordan Reed. And I got lucky. 
Yeah, and the handicap on that game was 11 and a half, and it was actually right within the number on that last drive where Danny was covering, I think he was at like nine points difference, and then Jordan Reed caught that touchdown, ruined the spread for anyone that was on Danny. Um, but that's why you bet on football games because Vegas is usually pretty goddamn good about that stuff. Second game, not even the game itself, but more Highland. Once again, like you want to talk about luck this year. Highland has just been one of the luckiest fucking players on planet earth. And I think the fact that he got himself into a six seed to play against Dusty is just, again, a stroke of luck that's going to give him an opportunity to potentially advance in this playoff format where he really, like his team is not good, but he continues to just, the, the other shoe really hasn't dropped. It hasn't dropped. The other shoe missed him and it hit fucking Weiss like 18 fucking times <laughs> on the way down because Weiss went 0-4. Well, before you, I mean, listen, before you, before you go into calling Highland Lucky, like, I know Dusty sounds like a good matchup. Like McCaffrey's back this week, first of all. Second He's of got all, like a quad. I, I, I'm. I, I don't know about. I, like. Well, I, okay. I, I don't if know. We're, if we're gonna say the other shoe hasn't dropped on Highland, he lost by sixty to me two weeks ago. He lost by ninety or eighty something to 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 Max this week. Like, I think the shoe has dropped. Like Sammy Watkins scored five points. Zeke finally had a double digit game and scored eleven points. But like. Antonio Gibson's out. Kyle Ro- Rudolph put up a bagel. Like, I don't think Highland is, is feeling good right now. Well, according to Highland, he strategically got himself into sixth place to yeah. play against Dusty. That's, that's fucking the, bullshit. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. That's, that's the text that he sent so to AJ. AJ, what do yeah, you he's, think? He's, like, he, he said that on Monday. But I also just reminded him that after the first round, it gets reseeded. <laughs> so he's going to have to play either. If he wins, if he, wins or... he plays ISIS. If he wins, he plays ISIS. Yeah. That's it. If he wins, he plays and, ISIS. Yeah. And so, what, what planet is Highland living on where he, does he actually think that he strategically got himself in sixth no, place. No, it's got to be a joke. Like, there's no way. First of all, I don't think Highland has the balls to do that. Second of all, even if he did, like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, Dusty's about to get potentially Galladay and McCaffrey back. Like, I know, I know, we can sit here now and say, "Oh, McCaffrey's got this quad thing." Like, we didn't fucking know that shit on Friday. Like, this is brand new, right? And and he's still practicing, and he's still on track to return. Like, I don't know if Galladay practiced today. He didn't. Um, did not practice. But the point is, is like, I, I just, I think he almost got beat by Rose. Like Rose almost took his spot. I, there's no way you can convince me that this was strategic. And not that it, like, again, we, we, we briefly discussed this, but those two Tyreek Hill touchdowns, one that just was a touchdown and Andy Reid didn't, like, I, that was, that was weird coaching and just, just that whole situation was weird. I just don't think anyone possibly thought that the ball didn't hit the ground but that was a over 40 yard touchdown which would have gotten him into the 100 yard range where you get extra points and then he caught another plus 40 yard touchdown on a suspect holding call that really hasn't been called all year like those two right there was a 23 point difference where highland was safe and again 23 points is a, a huge margin but those two plays right there were the difference between him 
making it and not making it. I also like, I think, I don't give a shit who Highland's playing. Like, I don't think Highland will win this week. Like, Zeke is questionable. Um, and uh, Gurley's questionable and sucks. Sucks. Um, Kyle Rudolph is questionable and put up a bagel last week. He's starting Herbert, Herbert over Kyler Murray. Like, he's starting Sammy Watkins. I mean, dude, I Kyle know. Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph could be a thousand percent healthy and still stink. That's true. Like, he's true. terrible. You're he's right. terrible. And tight end is a very important position, particularly in the playoffs. Yeah, so, once you get the playoffs, it becomes really important. And by the way, that's why I think Max is very dangerous with Waller because Waller, Waller is definitely the second best tight end in the fo- in football. the National Football League right now. Like right. behind is. Kelsey, he's one hundred percent number two, and I like. We we were talking about this with Chris with with Fish, but quarterback is definitely an important position. And if you have someone like Lamar last year or Kyler Murray this year, then yes, they are definitely a difference maker. But it just goes to show you they haven't had a very good quarterback all year, and they've still outperformed everyone by such a huge margin, which yeah. is part of the reason why I've historically not really valued the quarterback position. Now again, this year is going to be different. I'm keeping Aaron Rodgers next year like there's just no doubt about it because of where I can get him but in my opinion unless you have one of the top two guys at quarterback it's not the most important thing to have on your roster to win a championship thanks for that cool I appreciate that (laughs) so then we're going to go into the playoffs 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 talk about playoffs playoffs Playoffs. Right, let's get into the preview. I'm cool. I'm not even gonna put in him doing no, it. I'm just gonna even. have you guys doing it. Playoffs. 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 Talk about playoffs. Talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. I just hope we can win a game. <laughs> All right, let's get into the playoff picture. Is ISIS still the favorite? 100. percent It's not close. Like, I, I, there's if Weiss found if Weiss snuck in, it'd be a different conversation. If but you I, were, like, I don't think so. I, and everybody loves Max. Like, I don't think Max can beat. ISIS either. Like Waller so, just put up 70 points. It's a different, right? It's a different world, but like agreed. I don't think Max's team is crazy strong. If you were to if there was future bets on who would win a championship, would you have to be risking money to bet ISIS right now? Uh, Meaning are they yeah, like yeah, would I they be like, minus 150? Or would you actually be able to gain like again, there's six teams left I in have the playoffs? No idea. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think that you would be risking money. I think Honestly. they're that good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, let's I get into the fun right stuff because we got, you know, a week before we care about them again. Um, Absolutely. Is Goldfarb's team dangerous despite having, like, the lowest scores in the league for four weeks straight? Yeah, lower than me, actually. I think I outscored him over the last four weeks, which is insanity because my team stinks. Bananas. Like, Lamical Pirine would have been a starter on my team and – like that's how bad my team is. That he, I would have started him every week, and he had the lowest point total. But he put up seventy last week. That's so bad. CMC, <laughs> CMC. Put up, he put up fifty nine week ten. Yeah, CMC, CMC. Galladay. Also, and, the Saints maybe, defense. Like, sneaky, the thing is sneaky like, good pickup. Yeah, the Saints defense is exceptional. Um, and on top of that, like Russ could go back to his old self. Like I had Russ last year. I had the topsy turviness. I hate these 14, 16 point games that he puts up. He's playing the fucking Jets this week. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, like let's be real. Like look at what look at what Derek Carr did against Atlanta, and then look at what Derek Carr did against the Jets. 
the Giants defense is pretty good. Like they shut down Brady for the most part, right? Like I don't know if you guys watched that Thursday night game. No, you're right. The Giants defense is not bad. The Jets defense seems to be pretty fucking bad. So I, I would be worried about Russ. I'd be worried about CMC. Cook finally caught a touchdown last week. You know, Michael Mike Williams can go off any week. He's just a big mm-hmm. dude. And if the fucking Herbert wants to bounce back, so I'm sure he's gonna be slinging it. Like, and I, the Chargers I, have a very good matchup against Atlanta this week. Yeah. So, you know, all that's to say, I I think I think Dusty can wipe the fucking floor with Island, but we'll see. Yeah, it's week by week, but I I would agree with you. I I have to think like the Seahawks since they started going away from let Russ cook, yeah. haven't looked good. They haven't been yeah. winning games. So. Yeah. I think at this point, after you lose to the Giants trying to ground and pound, like go Just back, start go, it out again. Yeah. Like this is this is the thing about fucking Pete Carroll. Like Marshawn Lynch, when he had Marshawn Lynch, for some reason he decided not to run the ball on the one yard line. With Marshawn Lynch. Now you've got, in my opinion, a top two or a top three player in the entire NFL in Russell William, Russell Wilson, and he was killing it. And you were winning games, and now for some reason, like you're handing the ball off to Chris Carson more. You're continuing to play Carlos Hyde. Let the man eat. Let him throw to Tyler Lockett. Let him throw to DK Metcalf, and let him score thirty points a game. And I think and I think that puts Goldfarb. If CMC and Galladay come back and are healthy, he is dangerous, one hundred percent. Dangerous. And he's a good man. Unlimited. Next. I know you say that I'm blowing Max, but. Is he the owner of the year again this year? Is he the Patriots of this league? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't love it. I don't love to say yes, but I, I think I think the answer is yes. Although, like, we should not forget that he's he's instrumental in the existence of the super team. Like, I know we we you know we tend to forget this, but um, like when we, when the super team existed, um, or when the you know the super team was birthed because of an Aaron Jones trade that Max made. What was that trade? It was Saquon and Aaron Jones. I think, so Aaron Jones was the seventh round keeper that mm-hmm. they got. Um, and Ian's team got, or sorry, and Max got Saquon, I think. But there was also, there were also picks traded that favored Bomb Squad. Like Bomb Squad didn't just get first round picks. I think they might have gotten a third out of that or something, like a third for a sixth or something like that. Uh, I forgot about that. And I, and Max talked about this last week, but he would have won the league with Aaron Jones also. Exactly. Yeah. But he yeah, still Ma- won the Max league. Got a, Max got a championship and we all got a fucking terrorist. <laughs> yeah. Classic. But- but Max, does Max care? Like it was, it yeah, was Aaron sure. Jones and a fourth for Saquon and a sixth. Well, way. yeah, if you're Max, you got to care only because like Max's team is good. Like I, hats off to Max's team. I'm not sure how many he's won in a row. He's he's won at least three in a row. He won four in a row. Four in a row. Yeah. So so Max Max's last loss was to AJ <laughs> in week nine. So he's I'm won. He's, he's won four in a row. Um, but he's like he, Isis is still by far and away the team to beat, right? And so, like, uh, unless he beats Isis in the playoffs, like, fuck yeah, he's worried. Are you worried about Raheem Mostert? Hell yeah, so worried. I don't want to talk about it. Please talk about it. Why yeah, is like, Jeff Wilson still getting the ball? <laughs> like, like, 
Well, I, like there's, I, you always know that San Francisco is going to have multiple running backs getting the ball. I'm not worried about Jeff Wilson getting the ball. Like that doesn't stress me out. Um, what stress? I'd be worried me out? about. I'd be worried about nine carries a game. I'm not though, because like look at look at the first two weeks of the season. Raheem Mostert can put up 20 points on 10 carries, right? Like and and, and 12 touches. He's that fast. He's that explosive. I'm worried about Nick Mullins. Like I'm, they're they're always going to split carries in the San Francisco backfield, right? Raheem Mostert put up you know 200 yards and four touchdowns one week last year, splitting carries with Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. It's True. it's just like Nick Nick Mullins sucks so bad that teams are able to stack the box in ways they couldn't before, um, and so like Mostert's just not like, you know he looks okay. Right. Like, I think he had five yards of carry for sure, you know, on Monday night, but they were just like Nick Mullen sucks. and was turning the ball over and uh, the defense and when you're is be- as good as it was last yep. year. Yeah. And when you're, and when you're behind in games, like you're not going to be running the ball. It's, it's one of the like sneaky things about running backs. And this is why Zeke this year just hasn't been that good. It's Dallas playing from behind every game. So you stop running the ball in the third quarter. If that happens, like your running back's not going to be there. Having a team, having a running back on a team that's competitive on a yeah. weekend and week out basis is so important. And it's part of the reason why CEH hasn't been as good this year because they're always way ahead. And then well, that's the like, one thing, right? Like I'm sitting here saying like, just, you know, full disclosure, everybody I'm struggling with, do I start chase Claypool or most And you know, if, if, if Jacobs is out, maybe Devante Booker's in the discussion, right? There's nobody else I'm starting in my flex. It's one of those. Three. I mean, it's and unfortunate you don't have any F- it's unfortunate you don't have any FAB because I would go get Ty Johnson. No, fuck someone. No, no, no. Fuck Ty Johnson. I mean, I he's going to be the starter. He's going to be the starter. I know, but it doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't give a shit. Like, Ty Johnson is so – Ty Johnson, you, you don't go into You're the right. Would you start? Would you start Frank Gore over those two on, other guys? On one – fuck no, I wouldn't. Like, both of those guys have way higher, higher ceilings. I got the floor. Like, Montgomery gives me a floor. Adams gives me a floor. I don't need a floor player in my flex. I need someone right. to explode. And I think Ty and Johnson I, had his big week. Seattle's defense is fucking pissed. They just lost the, to the Giants, and they had a great game against the Giants. The, the other thing, and I was just reading up on this a little bit, because it happens all the time. Like, Ty Johnson was behind the depth chart with Frank Gore and Lamical P. Ryan, which means he stinks. Yeah. If you're behind the depth chart on Definitely. those two, you're fucking terrible. So when one of those guys gets injured – and someone gets inserted that a team hasn't game planned for, doesn't know how they run, blah, blah, blah. They can have a really good in-game performance, but you give NFL teams a week to prepare for you who couldn't start over Frank Gore and Lamical Pirine, you're right. Ty Johnson isn't going to do what he did last week. There's think, just no yeah. way. So, like, I hope people chase him, and I hope they bring their way of priority so I can get some of the other people I'm chasing. Um but there no way, no way Ty Johnson would start over Mostert. Uh, and, and because, like, to your point, San Francisco's playing Washington. Washington doesn't blow anybody out. So you know what? Mostert's going to be getting screens. Mostert's going to be running the ball. And I don't care if he gets three yards of carry. If he, if he pops one in the end zone, it might, might get me over the top. We'll see. All right. To that point, I want to talk about your game first. Okay. First of all, last week, you went four and two. And you are now 13 and five overall, which is yeah exceptional from a betting perspective i went three and three and i'm now seven and eleven overall crawling myself back got two games this week four bets to make and i'm really hopeful last week i should have picked kevin i I was on like i I knew kevin was the team to pick but i just couldn't pick against myself and i should have done that probably would have had better juju so 
for your game versus Glenn, I've got it as Glenn's genius team minus two and a half with an over huh. under of 232 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts. Yeah. So, um, you know, the last three weeks I've picked myself. I'm not proud of it, but it's true. Um, and I felt really good going into the week. And the only week I was really wrong was when I played Max two weeks ago. Um, I do not feel good about this matchup. And I think my guys will do fine. I think I'll put up 100-something points. But I think when Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill get to play Jacksonville and, you know, Hunter Henry gets to play Atlanta and Allen Robinson gets to play uh, Houston, I think it's ugly. And I think I'm going to get fucking boat raced. Like, I think Glenn's team might put up 160. Um, So so I'm taking Glenn and I'm going to take him uh, giving two and a half. So – I'll give a shout out to Vito because I know he's the one that's running this team. Benching Kareem Hunt this week, which is what he's doing in favor of Jonathan Taylor, I think is the right move, despite the fact that Kareem Hunt has all the time. I'm so fucking pissed about it, too. I wish he did something dumb, but it's the right move. It's the it's 100% the right move. And Jonathan Taylor actually is he looked good last week. Um, that Colts team someone is shitty, don't they? Who do they play this week? Um, they play, oh, they play the Raiders. Right. Who, the team Ty same. Johnson just fucking ran all over. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree that Glenn's t- like Tannehill and Derek Henry between them. Like I wouldn't be shocked if they put up 60 points between them. Which... They did last time I played him. Oh, that's another thing. I've never beaten Glenn's team in four years. So <sighs> I think that might be the only team I haven't beaten yet in four years. So uh, yeah. it's tough. So what's your bet? I told you I got Glenn giving two and a half. Glenn and over under Glenn's going to cover. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, uh, two thirty-two. Yeah, I'll take over because I think I think I'll put up plenty of points. Like uh, I, I'm not worried about scoring points. I'm just I don't think there's any way I'll catch how many points Glenn scores. Yeah. So once again, I've been high on your team the entire year, and I 100% agree with you that Glenn's team has some of the best matchups you could ever ask for this week, yep. and he is going to put up points like he's he's just gonna put up points but that being said i think your team is better i think you've got mitch trubisky who is a horrible nfl quarterback but a good fantasy football quarterback who will put up some points for you i think he's going to score over his projection Devontae adams is projected for 21 points as a receiver that is fucking ridiculous and they're playing against the lions who are abysmal i could put up 13 points against the lions i think Devontae is going to have another huge game i think mostert like you said it's going to be competitive against washington washington does not score so he is also going to have a good game i think he'll get into the end zone chubb looks great and Kareem hunt is falling out of favor in with that team so nick chubb is the one that's getting the ball Beginning of the year, it was maybe like a 60-40 split. It's trending towards 70-30. It could be 80-20 next week. Like, Kareem Hunt is not the guy, and the Browns are rolling. So I think they keep feeding the ball to Nick Chubb, which means you're going to get a lot of points there. Cooper Cup is a 100% risk. and Wild card. Total wild card. New England, Belichick, they're going to cover the best guy. Cooper Cup is the biggest threat on that team, so I would expect him to be in double coverage. Like, maybe you get lucky. 
but I think Cooper Cup is your biggest risk this week. And then, of course, you've got you've got Tyler Bass. I mean, kick Bass, <laughs> baby. He's he's the guy. So I'm going to take you. I'm not taking the points. I'm taking you money line with the over. Um, and I think you're going to find yourself in um, in the next round of the playoffs playing against Max's team for a week. Was it week 12 that you played Max's team? Yeah. So does that mean that – is that a little sneak preview into expecting Cinco de Finco to beat Dusty next week the, on Sunday? Oh, right. It's reseeded. Yeah. I hope so for you. But, well, all I'm saying is the only way I'm playing Max is if is if Cinco de Finco gets the dub. So let's go to that game now. For this game, I actually just changed the line because earlier in the day I wasn't really sure about CMC. I've got Hudson Hopkins minus four and a half against okay. Cinco de Finco with an over-under of 218. Yep. So I'm going to hammer the under. Okay. Um, and uh, – and I think, man, I hate that I'm saying this, but I do think Cinco de Finco is going to win. Why? Because Zeke and Amari Cooper are playing the Bengals. I think the Cowboys offense is starting to get it together. Like, I don't think they look bad against Baltimore. I think Robbie Anderson is serviceable. Um, and, uh, and I think, like, Herbert's going to have a, a revenge game. Russell Wilson's projected to score almost 30 points, and I don't think he will. Like, I think he'll have a good day, but I don't think he'll score 30. I think they'll, I think they'll put up a couple touchdowns early, and then they'll, like, do a lot of running. Um, that's what I think. Yeah, you got to look at those projections because they actually really do factor in. Right now, Dusty is projected to win, but a 30, like 30 points from Russ, that's just hitting his projection. You yeah. need to go over projections in order to win – in playoff games. So 30 points, although it sounds like, oh my God, if Russ scores 30 points, then I'm in a great position to win. But actually, no, he's predicted to score 30 points. And your score, your total score prediction, it has to do with him hitting that number. To me, this game comes down to one person. One person. And it's not who you're thinking. Like, CMC, if he plays, he's putting up points. That is a guarantee. If he plays the whole game, he is scoring 20 points. Cam Akers. Yeah. Yeah. He's healthy, finally. That, that is the guy who is getting every single goal line touch yeah. in that offense. And Hopefully it's tomorrow night. One. End of the game is tomorrow night. Thursday night games, historically, defenses are not as good because they don't as have, they don't have as much time to rest. That game's going to be close because New England, like last week, was an anomaly. And it wasn't even their offense. It was their special teams and defense yeah. that really did the damage. Cam Newton, what do you throw for? 87 yards in one touchdown? Put up 25 points. But there's no way you can play him against the Rams. Like, I, I, I just can't no. play him against the Rams. No, I, don't, I, I think you're making the, the right call there. But Darrell Henderson has definitely fallen out of yeah. Sean McVay's good Sean graces. Yeah. Cam Akers, early – like before the season started, people were very high on him. And I think it's a great pickup that Dusty made. And I think it's a great start. And I think he is going to be the difference maker. And I think he's going to be the difference maker in a positive way for Hudson Hopkins, which does mean that you'd be playing ISIS if my prediction about your game is true. So I am going to be taking Hudson Hopkins minus four and a half. And I am taking the over 
of 218 points. Wow. What a, what a shitty pick. Um, AJ, quick question for you. What's up? I'm now, hold on. Did you guys go total opposite on all four of those bets? Yes. Sick. Um, so I'm going to ask you one question. And this is unconventional. I'm going to ask you a start-sit question in front of all of our listeners. It's a little fucked um, up, but all right. Actually, before I do that, I'm going to just say one thing about my matchup, which is Mark Andrews was activated today. For those of you listening, it's Wednesday. Uh, I was um, going to bring that up. I didn't want to take you guys off the rails. If, uh, he was just ahead. activated today. No, no, no. Just activated today off the COVID list. And so if he plays – and if he scores one touchdown, I'll feel really fucking good about my chances. I'll say that. But I, I mean, I still have Glenn with the with the over. Um, but if Andrews if Andrews plays and is like really healthy from COVID, I think I think I got a shot. Um, so AJ, here's my start say question for you: The Dallas defense, the Swiss cheese of the NFL, is playing Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh's Cincinnati. defense is playing Buffalo. Uh, on Sunday Night Football. Dallas. Who you got? I would say Dallas, but I think you also got to look at the waiver wire, see who else is there. Because There's you, no one there. There's, there's no one there. There's no one there. Max has five defenses. There's no one there. <sighs> That's right. I mean, you have to go Dallas then. You have no other choice. Uh, I'm telling you guys now, and I hope you hold me accountable to this, I will not be starting Dallas's defense. Okay. Um, but so does so, that mean you're gonna pick someone up and start them, or are you are you going you're rolling with Schittsburg? He's rolling with he's rolling with the fact that he believes even though that game will be high scoring, Josh Allen will make a mistake and there will be a pick six in that game. Hmm. Could be a fumble too. I don't know what dude I'm likes going. to likes to run a lot. All, All right. right. All right, guys. This has so, been real. It's been great. We will be back next week. And he's got to go eat dessert. One more week. Yeah, dessert right. time, baby. Already. That's why we went long. Um, thanks again, everyone. Love you all. I'm excited for the playoffs. We've only got three weeks left in the season. The entree has been finished. We're on to dessert. Goodbye. Shout out to the producers of Debbie Does Paris. See you guys.